me division and community. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Curious. I am your co-host, Matt Fisher. I'm the care pastor here at Hill City, where we record this and every episode of the podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, your co-host, our friend, John Wagler. Yeah. John, you got a whole you new know, respect for my intro, don't you? I know. You know, I realize how little I pay attention to the intro and outro when I did it the other day. <laughs> you did a pretty good job. You you uh, undersold yourself. Wow. You were fine. It wasn't distracting. Yeah. But I found myself really searching for words. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you doing today, John? You know, I uh, was thinking today... Um, so Lacey does this thing. So good. Lacey does this yeah. thing throughout February. Like she does such a wonderful job of like loving on the family. Mm. And so you get like, it stops usually the, uh, the week after Valentine's day, but mm. she does these little mailboxes mm-hmm. for everybody. Oh. And so, um, when the thing, the flag goes up, you've got mail and it's always like a little something that she does, yeah. you know, for everybody. And it's really wonderful. And twice she put chocolate covered marshmallows in there for me. Oh, <sighs> you like marshmallows? I mean, I, I know you like sweets in general. But. Yeah. Chocolate-covered marshmallows from For the Love of Chocolate. Really? Oh, my gosh, man. I could... I mean, I'm not even kidding. So they're like, I don't know, half inch by half inch, yeah. you know, um, maybe like a little over a quarter inch, like in thickness. Yeah. And um, I could easily plow through 10 to 12 of those and not even blink. Man, this morning... I we were, wouldn't. Yeah. But if they were in front of me, I would. We, this morning... Uh, off air we were talking about scrapple and like <laughs> things you don't want to know how it gets made <laughs> boy let me tell you about something you don't want to know how it gets made marshmallows <laughs> that's so funny i yeah. never that do you do you like peeps i know I mean, way different than like a yeah good i mean i, I w- can you I eat would. a peep yeah i would yeah. like i don't um, think i could eat a peep yeah i for sure could eat a peep <laughs> I, you know, and I, when I do s'mores, yeah. um, I actually do, I don't like the graham cracker and mm-hmm. Hershey. I do um, the fudge stripe cookies Ooh, with marshmallow wow. in between. Wow, next level. And it is, it's the best way to do it. I do like a roasted marshmallow. Yeah. I'll eat a s'more. I like s'mores with um, peanut butter cups. Okay, that's really good too. That's one of my favorites. Now, I just generally like the, some of it's the sweetness, but I like, I like foods that like you have to stuff. Like, that's why sure. I like sushi. I like that you pick it up and you can't really take a bite of a yeah. piece of sushi. You have to jam the whole thing in your mouth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's something about that that I like. Same thing with some more. It's like where you, you got to kind of cram it a little bit. Well, do the fudge stripe and get back to me. Oh, boy. I'm very excited. I'm building yeah. the fire tonight. Um, but we are not here only to talk about our preference and sweets. We are also here um, to continue our series that we're almost done with. It'll be so sad when it's over. Hmm that we'll have to engage our core emotion of sadness when we finish. Um, Our series on um, a book called Voice of the Heart by Chip Dodd. We are doing a sermon series at church uh, here at Hill City around each of the eight core emotions, and then we're sort of doing some content here on the podcast to just kind of continue to unpack that stuff. And uh, this week we are going to be doing guilt. So last week, shame. Yep, this This week, week, guilt. guilt. And they are different. A lot they of people different. think of them as synonyms, but they're really not. They are. It's been interesting with this series, too, because you know, a lot of people have like really enjoyed it. And it's been, I would probably put it maybe the top responded series that we've ever done as yeah. a church. But sometimes the level to which people have been saying things to me has been funny because I'm like, hey, you know where we're ending this and going into another one? Mm-hmm. You know, almost yeah. like a, 
you're really going to make me feel like we're getting a huge letdown. Yeah. <laughs> on the next like one. whatever the next one is better be the best sermon you've ever preached in your life. So. Um, yeah. I mean, that's how it is with sequels, right? They can't always be. <laughs> They're never going to connect. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're almost done. We have guilt uh, this episode. And then the next one is the final episode of this series. Mm-hmm. And it'll be on gladness. Yes. Which is a weird word. We've decided joy is like a better it's word. Better. But gladness. Um, By the so, way, before we get into the next segment. Yeah. What episode is this? John, this is episode 100. God. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like we should, yeah, we should really. Should we do something? I don't know. I, I don't know. Go to lunch. If you're listening, I don't know. Send us a nice note. For what are, yeah, episode. put together like an Instagram reel. Like don't they, or there's like memory um, slideshows <laughs> or whatever. But it's really just the two of us in this room I and I have different facial hair. That's all it is. You look exactly the same. To all our Patreon supporters. <laughs> yeah, to zero Patreon supporters. <laughs> uh, yeah, like 100. Now should we finally reassess monetizing this thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. It's episode 100. We it has been a here. joy. It has been. We've been here 100 times. Yeah, That's you know, we kind of we've we've had thousands of conversations, but sure. 100 episodes it's been super fun to do. Yeah. Yeah, it has been fun. What's been your favorite what do you look back on most favorably? I know you and I have talked a lot about oh, we should just skip stay furious. Let's just do this instead. Yeah. Um you and I have talked about what we would have done differently mm-hmm. or conversations we look back on and be like, oh, "I wish I'd have said that differently." But what's one that you look back on and you're like, "Nah, that was cool." Was there a certain guest mm, or a certain topic? Man, I'd have to look back through the episodes on yeah. that. Um, I, you know, we, when we were doing all the racial conversations, mm-hmm. I thought like some of the, the uh, folks that we had on and some of the conversations that we had were like really good. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think some of the conversations that we have with some of our guests that we didn't record mm. have been some, like even yeah. like the time we talked to David Bennett for like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. 45 minutes an hour beforehand, you know, I mean with Sheila and her daughter, like when we were like the pre like conversations were super fun. Yeah. Uh, being able to have some conversations with people that we normally wouldn't have has been like a real joy. Yeah. And then honestly, like some of the feedback people have given, you know, over the episodes of, of just, um, you know, how th- different things have impacted them or, mm. you know, different points of view or even when they got upset or yeah. didn't agree, but yet like kept listening, whatever. It's yeah. been, that's, I, that's been a real joy. Yeah. I think, it. I think the feedback is like my favorite thing. Even negative feedback. We joke sometimes that I like love one star reviews. Yeah. Um, I love hate as much as I love <laughs> adoration. Um, but yeah, I think that has been a big one of just like hearing how this thing it's just so funny because, yeah, this started as, like, you and I just, like, having coffee before I worked here. Mostly it was just me running you up the pole about stuff to see if Jenny and I wanted to go to church here is really how it started, I feel like. Well, you know what's funny is I was thinking back to, like, this all kind of started. Remember when we did the Words with Wax? Oh, yeah. Like, that was, Whoa, like. Oh, that's crazy. You know, we were doing those little videos. Yeah. And that was what kind of, like made us think maybe we should because you and i would do this like little six minute deal or nine Mm -hmm. minute and you're filming and editing it yeah and then we would have conversations afterwards about what i said i forgot about that you know and then that led into like a conversation about maybe we should just like start yeah 
doing a podcast. Interesting. I totally forgot about words with wags. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been good. I don't know if I have like a look back on a favorite episode. I mean, it wasn't technically Stay Curious, but it was really cool to talk to Rich Viotis, um, which I think did end up becoming an episode, but it was for our discipleship program. That was cool. Um, you know, honestly, some of my favorite times have been having staff members here. Mm. I actually think that like objectively as a producer, those didn't end up being like the most popular episodes or sure. even like the most like insightful episodes all the time. But I, I always have really liked when we have like, like when we've had Deandra in or Lacey in or like other people that we work with to come in and do this with us. Yeah. I have warm feelings about that. I've also liked when we've done, you know, um, I'm scrolling through right yeah. now actually, but I, you know, when we've done like little like theological things that we've had fun with, like yeah. original sin or like, yeah. does Adam need to be real? Um, we talked about hell, yep. you know, like different things like that have been like fun to do. Cause it gives some time to like tease out mm. like some different perspectives and thoughts. So, like even even like talk about things in a way we, I couldn't do from the stage, mm -hmm. you know, or something like that. Yeah. That's cool. Man, 100 episodes. 100. And now this is when we announce that we're going behind the paywall. If you want to continue to... No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be like the New York Times. But to Times, our sponsors. Like, yeah. <laughs> to our sponsors. Where are you? Um, cool. Well, yeah, that was good. That was a good little reflection. Something to not be furious about. That's our, right. Our little podcast that we're doing. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to come back and talk about this week's core emotion of guilt. All right, John, it's been a couple of weeks since you preached this sermon. Mm -hmm. um, we're a little bit behind, and that's okay. Looking back on it, was there stuff that... Well, first off, okay, so we have a gift and an impairment. Yes. What was the gift and the impairment of guilt? Gift of guilt is freedom and forgiveness. Okay. The impairment is shamelessness mm. um, and pride. Okay. Now, shamelessness as the impairment can be a little confusing because the first thing we need to do is explain what's the difference between shame and guilt. So uh, shame is identity, like tells you who you are. Yep. I'm bad. Yeah. Guilt is what you did. I did bad. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because it's like, um, do you sometimes think that shame... I mean, obviously, shame is like driven inward a lot more. Mm. Guilt, I've always thought of, and I've I've said to other people, guilt or blame is kind of like when you've decided that there's guilt, either yourself or someone else, or if you've just made a judgment, right? Like there's a lot of ink spilled in, um, uh, a lot of ink spilled in the Bible about like judge, don't judge, mm -hmm. judge not, lest you be judged save vengeance for the Lord, you know, all that stuff. Sure. When you but when you fall into a pattern of judging you kind of like generate this heavy weight. Like guilt or blame is like a big stone. And your only options with it are either to carry it around yourself or to throw it at somebody else mm -hmm. or to hand it to somebody else for them to carry around, right? It's and hard to drop it. It's hard to just drop it. Yeah. Um, so obviously the Bible tells us the best thing to do is just not judge. Don't make, don't pick the stone up. Like don't generate this weight in the first place. But if you do, um, what do you do with it? <laughs> you know, like how do you drop it? How do you... Yeah. I mean, I guess you hand it to Jesus, right? And he takes all the guilt. It's a hard, when you go into that mindset and, you know, have a mental framework, <clears throat> excuse me, of, you know, uh, having this point where you feel like you're judging someone or, you know, someone's character or who they mm -hmm. are as a person or whatever. 
so often that is happening because of a hurt inside of you mm-hmm. that you have not dealt with. Mm. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like you're only doing that because in some capacity, there's an unhealthy element in yourself mm-hmm. that feels like you have the right to yeah. do that. Yeah. And a lot of it comes from like you realizing that the most judgmental people are always hardest on themselves. Mm hmm. And so it's that feeling of like, I have a backpack full of guilt rocks. And so I need to start delegating guilt to other people. Yeah. And that's just not, you know, I think what comes off the way, and then it's really hard because it's hard for people to have compassion for you. Because yeah. when you're judgy, nobody looks at you and goes, oh, I bet in the private moments of their life, they're in so much pain. They look at you and they're like, they think they have it all figured out and now they're putting it on me. Yeah. And that is really that's a bad place to be in for sure when you trap yourself into like basically repelling the people that can help you. Yeah. And and even that prideful spot of being like where you get so concentrated or you concentrate so much on someone else's wrongdoing Mm -hmm. and you just neglect all your own, Mm -hmm. you know, like that, that space is a really unhealthy space to be in because you, you get so unhealthy relationally and, and you lack the ability to self observe. Hmm. Yeah. And it's all about, it's all about control, right? Like even if you're just somebody who feel, you know, feels guilty all the time, I feel guilty. I feel Mm -hmm. guilty about this. I feel guilty about that. And even if you're a person who's able to bear that and not project it onto other people, which is pretty rare, but some people do, they just, I can be like that. I definitely used to be a lot more judgmental, but as I worked on that, I still just feel bad about everything. Right. I feel guilty. I've told you before, I feel guilty about like I'll sit down to read. I feel guilty about what I'm reading. I should be reading something else. It's like my, um, I can't remember who used to say it. I remember my mom saying it, but it's, it's the feeling of like shooting all over yourself. (laughs) Like don't, (laughs) you should be doing this. You should be doing that. No, John, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. And it's like, it's judgment, which generates guilt, which then is just a burden. It really doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Um, they're really at the end of the day, there are some things in life that it's no one's fault. Yeah. Just drop it. Yeah. And I think too, it's interesting because I think the boulder rock analogy is a good one because you, with guilt, like you literally feel heavier. Yeah. Totally. You know, you've, yeah. It, it's like, it's yeah. like you have like a weighted vest on. Totally. You know? I think, yeah, I think shame makes you feel small and mm-hmm. guilt makes you feel heavy. That's yeah. a great, yeah. That's a good way to put it. I often will ask people in counseling, like, and sometimes it throws them off, but that's good. Where are you feeling this in your body? Mm. And, I know for me, I had a really hard time figuring that out. Um, like the first time a counselor asked me, where is this in your body? I'm like, no, we're talking about ideas. It's not in my body. I'm not sick to my stomach. Yeah. And then when I really thought about it um, or let myself feel it, it was like, oh, it's in my chest. It's on my shoulders. Um, when I used to do martial arts, like my um, my teacher would always like smack my shoulders and be like, relax, relax, mm. relax. It's all on your shoulders. It's all on your shoulders. Like relax your shoulders, relax your shoulders. And, um, I learned a lot from that and really made me realize that like a lot of it was that, you know, the weight of the world on your shoulders, right? Like all of that guilt. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing though, is like, it's so much about control, whether you feel guilty all the time or you're making others feel guilty or both, what you're doing is trying to be the person who decides what's right and what's wrong. Sure. And that's like not for you, you know, again, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, right? Like that's, that is a very cool and epic uh, verse, but it's also really great and practical of just like, it's not for you to decide. Yeah. Um, And that can, but that can be really hard. 
Yep. That can be really hard. And when somebody puts guilt on you, um, you don't, you start doling it out to everybody else. Yeah. You know, if you're a kid and you're made to feel guilty all the time, you are the most likely person to start handing out rocks because you didn't even ask for the rock that you got. Yep. You know, you like nurtured into that part. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's interesting. I think you know, even guilt and shame, the relationship that happens because in the book, like Chip talks about how, um, healthy shame become comes before healthy guilt. Cause mm. like you, when you have healthy shame, basically you're, you have like a, a better understanding of your own identity. Mm-hmm. And so with that freedom and it's like, all right, I can actually feel guilt in the right way to know like, Oh, I don't do, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I feel, or I feel guilty about that because that impacts my identity and I don't want that to be a reality, you know? Yeah. And so it's interesting, but I, I will say like, when I think about like my own life, I've had a, I've had like a difficult time, uh, even I would say up to now, you know, of things that maybe were in my past that I've done mm-hmm. and feeling the guilt of those things being done and accepting the forgiveness and freedom from those things. Mm. Like, I, I think like I inherently understand it and mm-hmm. believe it and uh, have had moments of feeling free from mm-hmm. it. Um, but I have had problems like kind of historically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if some of that is like, because it's funny cause I, I'm a three on the Enneagram. So I'm more on the heart side, yeah. but I feel like with the guilt, it resides more in my head, mm. Yeah, you know? And, um, I don't feel it in the same way. It's like mm-hmm. more like my brain, like yeah. turns over. It's top end tension. It's, yeah. I mean, literally, you know, I'm always a little careful about getting into the sort of like holistic physiological, like, you know, um, medicine aspects, like, look, migraines, headaches, like seek professional help for these things. But I mean, I have heard it said, and it does make sense to me that, um, you can determine what someone's really struggling with based on some of their physical symptoms. Do you have a headache or your shoulder, you know, your shoulders tight? Do you have upper back problems or lower back problems? It really is. There's something about guilt that is like upper yeah. <laughs> I don't know, or like right. pushes yeah. up into your head and your shoulders. Yeah. I think it's because it's kind of trying to move you to action. Like something's wrong. I need to fix it. Something um, I have judged that it should be a different way. And so I'm going to go make it a different way. Mm-hmm. And so it is sort of like forward moving. Whereas that yeah, shamelessness or um, shamefulness, shame, shame, depression is like a sinking feeling. Yeah. I think guilt, fear, anger are like rising feelings. So you feel them like in your shoulders and your head and yeah. stuff like that. It's very interesting. I wonder, I also wonder um, the nurture element to guilt. So like, so I, me growing up, um, in a little more of like a fundamentalist legalistic element, you know, so you feel the weight of, you know, I remember a pastor, you know, saying, literally saying to me, do you know where liars go? Like Mm -hmm. after getting caught in a lie at church. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was like, ah, he goes, they go to hell. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I mean, I was like young, young. Yeah, and that's you stuck know? with you. That's yeah, a story you, that you, sticks you, out. You, that stuff, yeah, it just sticks with you. So yeah. you feel like the, that guilt mm-hmm. that's like put on you in that way. And it's interesting because I think as you get older, I so often, and I would put myself in this category, like it's hard to accept the freedom and forgiveness. A hundred percent. You know, um, but there are some people who are able to do it so freely. Yeah. You know, so I, I and I'm, I'm, this is like live thinking. Yeah. Like I, I, it would be interesting to talk to like 
two people at the same time that yeah. one's like, no, like I'm f- free and it's I'm forgiven. Yeah. And, and like, and talk to the other person that maybe they grew up in the same home or something, you know, like, like yeah. how did, I don't know. It'd be interesting to like, is there a correlation simply to nurture? Yeah. Is there something else that goes on in someone yeah. that, you know, has a harder time accepting freedom and forgiveness? Like I, I am in the category of, uh, I, it's, I'm not extreme. Like I, I, I know I've been forgiven mm-hmm. and I've, my life is very free and lighter, yeah, you know, so, yeah. um, from it, but I will have a nagging thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, uh, um, I will literally pray. Um, you know, when Paul talks about like having, like I prayed, you know, three times to get yeah. this, th- whatever the thing was mm-hmm. and like that God would free him from, mm-hmm. and he wasn't freed from it, you know? And, and I've, uh, sometimes I've been like, is this my nagging thing that yeah. sometimes I like, is this there to remind me? Mm. Is this there because there's something inside of me that still needs to heal? Mm-hmm. Is this there because I'm holding on mm-hmm. and God wants me to let go? You know, like, and so I've had some of those conversations even recently of, I've, I've shared this with a bunch of people, but I've, I'm in a season of feeling like this is the closest I've ever been to Jesus. And like, I've had the deepest longing yet at the same time, uh, having like either random memories or mm. feeling like guilt around things I had done in my past in like my teenage years, yeah. you know, like sometimes 30 years ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I know I'm not those things. I know I've been forgiven and all mm. those, and I know all that and I feel all that, but there's like a, like a nag, yeah, you know, that like has like impacted, you yeah. know? And so I don't know. I'm just like, I would be fascinated to like, if someone would ever do like a study of mm. like, you know, two people, Grew up in the same home. One yeah. was able to, I don't even know if you could do it, but yeah. there's. Yeah. And I wonder how much of nature it really is, you know, yeah. like it does that even exist. Like if two people are raised in the same environment, maybe it's impossible for one of them not to. Yeah. I don't know. Um, You know, it makes me think a lot of, I can't remember who said it, but something that really stuck with me over the last few years that I learned is, um, really understand we hear this sometimes especially in youth ministry i think and especially in the 90s i feel like this is a common phrase but like this idea of the free fall of grace Mm. like the radical freedom of it's a very like extreme teen bible like devotional type thing but the radical free fall of grace and somebody was talking about it or i was reading about someone's comment on that that idea in the last couple of years and it really made me realize that like Maybe that's what you're experiencing. I experience it too, by the way. Maybe that's what you're experiencing is like you're, you have packed the parachute. You have signed up for the skydiving class. You are in the plane and you, you know, and it took you a long time. There was a lot of healing that went to get you 30,000 feet in the air Mm -hmm. standing at the door. But now, and, and like you're ready or you want to, you know, you want to, right? Yeah. But you're really looking out the door like I I'm frozen. I can't. Sure. Like I can't. For me to say and to fully accept that there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus is for me to jump out of this plane and have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Like it really is the last bit of control we have is our control to judge ourselves. So like I don't judge other people. I know that Jesus loves them. I accept that Jesus has packed my parachute and that I'm going to be, I'm going to land. I just, I mean, who hasn't felt that way, right? Yeah. Like you get to the top of the slide when you're a little kid and you're sure. just like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, Um. And that, because that really is, in a weird way, it's almost to accept. 
there's a again there's a lot of ink spilled not in the bible but in philosophy like if you take if you go philosophy 101 in college to 301 one of the things you'll hear the most about is like the innate they call it absurdist but like it's kind of the innate like life matters and also doesn't matter at all like what's the point of anything right yeah it's like there it's a version of that it's almost like um def- not it's like absurdism. It's to to fall out of that plane and realize that you're forgiven for everything and so is everyone else mm-hmm. is to kind of say like, so what's any of it matter? <laughs> sure. Like yeah. w- what is, what is, and, and I think God is like, yeah, that's the mystery, man. Like there is still justice. Things matter. Yes. Things for sure matter. Things like, matter. Yeah. Things matter. But to accept the free fall of forgiveness and grace is really to not be quite sure what's on the other side of. And I think to... Yes, I agree. That no. I th- I think too that I, I mean maybe this is why um prayer around purity and mm-hmm. has been like I think a big deal for me. Uh I don't even know how long now, but it's been the most probably used refrain in my prayers mm-hmm. is something like creating me a clean heart mm-hmm. or like praying through like you know who can ascend to mm-hmm. the holy mountain, yeah. you know, clean hands, pure hearts. Yeah. You know, and and I've been that's been part of my prayer life a lot because I have been wondering um, to some degree of maybe some of the reason that I haven't been able to like fully um, embrace the reality of the freedom uh, as much as I would like to, you know, I I feel like I can do it easily with other people. Like as I'm like walking them through things and like an encourager and everything. And, um, but I've wondered like sometimes if I like kind of, I'm trying to hold on to something Mm -hmm. or whatever, it or something kind of comes back as like that nagging mm-hmm. thing that I was talking about. I've wondered to some degree around um, like a purity element, not like I know that phrase has yeah, been misused. Tr- trigger words, yeah, so un- but like what not you like mean. not like purity culture, which yeah. is like you know do these certain yeah. things or else you're miserable. A lot of shoulds, yes, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. but it's more around like this. Um, I consider it more centered around wonder and awe of who God is, yeah. his power and his grace, the belief, like the utter just overflowing of that coming out mm-hmm. of you and in you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I preached on hope this mm-hmm. past week, but like just this hopeful yeah. um, element, like, uh, like just like, you know, like when you're around someone who has, uh, has not been like tainted by life mm-hmm. and it's like shocking, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, well, but there's like a purity to them, not in like the necessarily their, it, it comes out in their actions, mm-hmm. but in how they see people in the mm-hmm. world. It's like, it's so light and free. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, the, yeah. the, like that's the purity piece. Yeah. And I almost hear you saying purity is also like a form of authenticity. Yeah. I can almost replace everything you're saying when you're saying purity with like authenticity of this feeling of like whether i whether i end up doing the quote unquote right thing or the wrong thing i want to make sure i'm doing it really honestly with a heart of i thought i was doing i i truly thought that i was doing the right thing yeah like in the bible people screw up all the time but when when god reads their heart and is like eh, you you really were doing your best you yeah just, you know you didn't make a bad decision you legitimately were just yeah. misled you know it's like when he's talking about david having like totally you know, the heart of God, and you read his story, you're like, uh, Yikes. can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but there's something there that he sees in David. And, you know, that's been part of, I think actually part of my process has been 
like understanding or trying to understand that piece a little bit more yeah. inside of me of like, no, I, I do desire to do the right things. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm a vulnerable person. Mm-hmm. I'm like all those things. And, and, and I really do want like yep. clean hands, pure heart. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's kind of the realization and tell me, this is what I'm hearing you say, correct me if I'm wrong. It's almost the realization of like, I don't want to be perfect. I just want to do the wrong thing for the right reasons. If <laughs> yeah. I, if I'm going to make a mistake, like I want to make a yeah, mistake honestly. Was right. yeah. yeah, I want to honestly make mistakes. Yeah, like even when we went down to the Asbury right. like revival thing, like in line, I was still questioning like, am I here for the right thing? Like, yeah. is this the right motives? You yeah. know, like, and like, and I will say a cool element for me is like, as we entered in and, you know, I did like mm-hmm. said a little prayer like right before I went in about pure heart and then we walk in and I'm, and it was like this overwhelming thing of like, no, 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 you did do like you did have the right motive. Right. You are in the right headspace, mm-hmm. you know, in heart space. And so um, that was what that feeling of like, oh, that's purity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. It reminds me of um, a recent conversation, fairly recent conversation I had with somebody around guilt, talking about guilt and shame, um, probably because of this series. But um, it was a close friend, so it was somebody I was comfortable with, um, and we were being very real, and they, I was talking about guilt that I felt around, kind of like what you're saying, things I did as a teenager, things I did in my 20s, a lot of it around, like, ways that I treated women, mm-hmm. and other people, just, like, ways that I was dishonest or manipulative or selfish, and, um, this friend asked me, what would you do if you got canceled, basically, like what, what if one of these women that you are feeling guilty about, like the way you treated them were to come forward and you were trying to publish a book or the podcast got big or whatever. And they like, you know, wanted to cancel you. And it was the weirdest. I mean, it snuck up on me, which my emotions generally don't. I'm pretty, I have a wide landscape of where I'm at. I just started weeping (laughs) and they were a little shocked and I was a little shocked too. And I'll try not to cry now, but I was like, if that were to happen, it would be the biggest relief of my life hmm. because I would be able to stand trial for the thing that I feel guilty for. And I would be able to say, yes, whatever. Like, yeah. take my, whatever it is, take the yeah. podcast, take my book deal or, you know, whatever sure. it was that was on or take or whatever. Yes. Like, yeah. That uh, it would weirdly, my reaction to that question was, and it made me realize I was carrying around so much guilt about it. And it was like, that would be the best thing that ever happened to me because then I could apologize to that person i could i could somehow make it hopefully somehow make it right but most of all i could maybe be free of some of this guilt yeah and that's like i mean i don't want to walk around the rest of my life hoping that that happens so there's got to be some other answer and i mean it's like accepting exactly what you're talking about accepting like that there's no condemnation in christ but um that was a really weird moment for me where I think shame is something I'm so, so I'm so familiar with because it is my prime, even like with the Enneagram stuff, like shame is like my primary mm-hmm. core, but I'd never thought about that guilt until that person asked me that pointed question. And I was like, wow, like there's a part of me that wants that to happen. Like yeah. there's a part of me that wants to be able to like have a reckoning. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Even if it was terrible and even if it, I don't think it would ruin my family because I've been so honest with Jenny about everything. So it wouldn't be a shock to her or, but it might hurt my kids. It might, sure. you know, I might lose some opportunity or whatever, but it really made me realize like, man, that's kind of messed up that I'm secretly walking around hoping that somebody will like <laughs> blow me up on the internet. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know, just so that I can like feel ugh, yeah. some relief. Does that make sense? It does. 
For uh, sure. It's a really weird thing. So I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to do with the guilt. You know, I'm also, I think we're all sort of standing at the door of the, of the skydiving, of the free fall of grace and trying to yeah. jump. <laughs> I wonder too, you know, cause I've been obviously through this series, I've been pro- like, you know, through the prep, it's yeah. like, I process so much, yeah. you know, like what comes out of me is what I feel like God is like, you know, placed on my heart, like it resonates with me, but there's hours and hours and hours of prep work, you know, mm-hmm. that, um, that go into it. And, you know, I was also processing, um, recently around guilt was, you know, maybe I need to have a different framework of what freedom is, mm, interesting. You, you know, because maybe freedom eventually becomes feeling free mm-hmm. but maybe freedom is also the freedom to process yeah and the freedom to work through yeah and that i need to get on board with that yeah you know like that that's that's just part of the deal yeah you know and um because i was like you know most of my life i do live free mm-hmm. i really do and overwhelmingly mm-hmm. overwhelmingly it's just these little moments of nagging sometimes and and so i was like you know what I know the right answer and I believe the right answer and all of those things. And my heart and this longing for the spirit of God to move, maybe, maybe part of what needs to make me more free mm-hmm. is that there's freedom in the process yeah. of being able to process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like, that's where we circle, we circle back to this a lot, but we're circling back to sadness and grief. Yeah. How do I, how do I stop feeling guilty about some, past version of me Mm -hmm. and how do I give myself the freedom to grieve like how do I give myself the freedom to grieve that I was not a better dude you know and maybe not a better boyfriend to somebody or friend to somebody or dad to my kids or you know I I think something that leads us there and it's like I don't want to get all uh televangel you know like if you can hear the sound of my voice right now (laughs) but I mean to our listeners to me you know to you it, I think what helps us get there is a pretty simple question. Has the guilt helped? Have you felt guilty enough yet? I ask this like when guy when I'm counseling guys through like porn addiction, a lot of the times I'll ask them like, when are you going to feel guilty enough to stop? Yeah. Because it hasn't worked so far. Right. Do you think just a little more will help? Do you want me to tell you you're an awful sure. person? Like yeah. what can we do? You know, um, what is it going to help? You know, that's when you, it's a great indicator of like, oh, okay, I've entered into unhelpful guilt. Yeah. Um, And I'm probably right on the verge of shamelessness because shamelessness comes with like, well, the guilt's not helping, so I just won't feel. Yeah, I'll just do whatever I want. I'll do whatever I want yeah. because like I'm always going to feel guilty, so why not have fun, right? Or yeah. like why not yeah, just yeah, do whatever? Yeah. And so asking yourself that question why if you're listening to us talk and you're thinking like, Ugh, that seems so hard or so impossible or I could never be free of that think about whatever it is that you feel guilty about and ask yourself the question is a little more guilt going to help you change right <laughs> how long have you felt guilty and how guilty have you felt and why hasn't it helped yeah you know um and i think one way to to uh, maybe some indicators for folks that if you're wondering like how do i know if i'm getting into that space yeah. i think denial yeah of, is one thing yeah. um minimizing and you know things or becoming numb mm mm-hmm. mhm you know, yep. it's like if you're just accepting, you know, uh, we'll just use porn because it's yep. easy. They're like, nope, 
It's just what it is. It's what it is. Yep. It's like, oh, you're actually in that shamelessness and pride. Yeah. Um, like the impairment of it. Yeah. And yeah. I think the other way that you can indicate it becoming toxic is if you, because the shamelessness, the like, the acceptance and the denial are, are your body, really, in some ways your body, but like definitely your mind, trying to find a relief. Mm-hmm. The other side of that coin can be, are you sick? Like, are you like, you can you can get physically sick. Like if you refuse to go into denial yeah. or go into acceptance, which is a noble thing. Like if you refuse to just look at yourself and be like, "Meh, this is just how I am. I'm not going to feel any sort of way about it. You could start to get sick. You could start to get headaches. You can start to get, I mean, I all it, it can manifest on mm-hmm. your, your body, your skin, your joints. Your like, it, eventually the body keeps the score. Yeah. And, um, it, you will, if you are convinced that you're guilty and that there's nothing on earth that can um, free you of that, you'll start punishing yourself. Sure. For some people, it is like self, you know, cutting or, you know, self harm. Overeating is a form of self harm sometimes. Over exercising is a sure. form of self harm. But even if you don't engo- in, engage in any of those behaviors, at some point, your body's going to start punishing itself. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing to like, uh, keep an eye on is maybe you're not headed into denial or, or um, what was the other thing you said? Denial and minimizing. Minimizing. Yeah. 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 It, but start asking yourself like, yeah, is my overeating, overexercising, undereating, you know, disordered eating um, maybe even my, like my back, my neck, you know, sure. like my muscles, my headaches, my stomach aches. Are these things, is it possible these things are a manifestation of something I'm not dealing with on this guilt front? Yeah. Um, again, I always want to be very careful about that because yeah, I don't want to like, become like the crystals incense guy who's yeah. like. Because you could have just, a pinched nerve. Yeah, you could have pinched nerves. <laughs> it could be totally physiological and not not emotional at all. Yeah. But it's something to keep an eye on. One last thing I'll say yeah. to all this is, um, you know, when you work through all this stuff too, it it really does bring into focus the beauty of what we say about Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, with his grace and forgiveness and, you know, the, the impact of the death and resurrection, yeah. you know, there <clears throat> so often the, um, <clears throat> so excuse me, so often the, you know, co- conversation centered around like eternal elements, which is fantastic, yeah. but you know, this message of Jesus along all of these things, these mm-hmm. emotions that we're talking to and who God wants us to be mm-hmm. and what we're designed to be. Um, that is, you know, for me and all the prep work throughout this entire series and we're technically done, yeah. you know, as we're recording this, but that has been an overwhelming element for me. Um, why, and why it was so easy to talk about hope this mm-hmm. week was because man, at the end of the day, nothing else answers that question like Jesus does, you know, mm-hmm. around our feelings and all that stuff and around our guilt and our shame. And, and so it's such a beautiful message. Yeah. And I think it does have eternal, like when we talk about eternity, the free fall of grace is nothing if not a taste of what eternity is. Sure. Right. It's when up, down, left, right, forward, backward doesn't really make matter anymore Yep, because it's all, it's all just forgiveness. So, yep. Well, we appreciate you all um, joining us and going along on this ride of the core emotions. Um, We're going to be back again next episode with our final core emotion, which is joy, gladness. Um, If you have quips, comments, questions, or quotes, you can email them to staycurious at hillcityrva.com. 
Make sure to rate and review our 100th episode and share it um, so other people can get in on the conversation. And as always, until next time, remember to stay curious. curious.